Friday, August 9th. Welcome in for the 2019 Fantasy Football Experts Draft. I am Frank Stample, and I'll show you guys around the room. We also have Dane Spittin' Speeds over there. We have Chris Ventra, the closer. We have Steve Sadaboy, one of our producers downstairs, also part of this draft. We have Alex Fasano over in the corner. Just took Zach Ertz in the fifth round, and I believe we now welcome in the Eric Young, and Davis Maddock from RotoExperts.com. EY has the ninth pick in this draft and has started his draft. Julio Jones, Nick Chubb, Mark Ingram, Kenny Galladay, and Kenyon Drake. EY, what's going on? Happy Friday. How do you like your team so far? Drake there, but I'm, I'm sticking to my rankings. I believe he will be the starter. I don't care about this uh, Callum Balage nonsense. I'm with you. Uh, Kenyon Drake is a superior athlete, so I feel pretty good about it, actually. I love this draft by EY. A lot of my guys here. Julio, Chubb, Ingram, and Drake. That's a great uh, RB3 running back combo right there. Kenny Galladay is his wide receiver too. I think he's having a solid draft right there, EY. Let's also get some thoughts from Davis Maddock of rotoexperts.com. What's going on, Davis? You you start your draft with Odell Beckham, Juju Smith-Schuster, Melvin Gordon, Stephon Diggs, OJ Howard, and Robbie Anderson. They say zero RB is dead, but I guess when it comes to your team... It is not. Tell us so far about your team and the fact that you took Melvin Gordon as your only running back at 312. I mean, there, there's no value in coming in second place, right? What's, what's the use coming in second place? I have, I have Melvin Gordon in my projections as playing 13 of the 16 games. I think it's more likely that uh, he ends up getting paid than sitting out the entire year. I don't have a great understanding of his contract situation, but I think that if he does not play this year, he doesn't accrue a year of service time, which basically means he's in the same position uh, next year that he's in right now. So I think he probably plays uh, the the turn of the 3-4 is way too low for him to fall, I think. And uh, yeah, zero zero running back is not dead. Uh, you know, if I'm looking, the, the guys that I'm looking at here when I was on the 5-6 turn, it was like uh, Rashad Penny, Austin Eckler, who obviously I wouldn't want to take. Uh, Latavius Murray, I considered, but he has, he like, he's way lower in our projections on Roto Experts and OJ Howard and Robbie Anderson. So, so we're just attacking the wide receivers. So let's remind everyone what happened here in the fifth round overall. It started off with Spittin' Speeds taking Mike Williams, then Jarvis Landry, DJ Moore to Chris Ventra, the closer. Cooper Cup, George Kittle, Sony Michelle, Team BFF takes James White. Then we see Zach Ertz go off the board in the middle of the fifth round. Wow. Kenyon Drake, Alshon Jeffrey, AJ Green, and OJ Howard to Davis Maddox. So far in the sixth round, we have seen Robbie Anderson go, Tevin Coleman, Royce Freeman, Hunter Henry, and Tariq Cohen. And now, 
<laughs> I'm back on the clock. Myself and Greg Sussman. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw this over to Dane Martinez so that I can G-chat Greg and figure out the pick we're about to make. Yeah, you guys got to figure it out. That's all good. My question for you guys is the tight end run is starting. I don't want to talk too much about it. Well, you just Let me, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But EY... <laughs> EY, at this point, what's up, brother, man? You decide to take Henry here. Is this like you got a pounce in this tier? Were you worried about what would be left for you? Are you targeting t- tight end in this area of the draft, EY? Yeah, I have Hunter Henry ranked fourth overall right. uh, with tight ends just because the offense he plays on and, and the apparent connection that him and Rivers had. And we know that Rivers likes to throw to the tight end. And uh, look, I, I don't want to get stuck with uh, uh, Gerald Everett. Or something, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. If I don't get one of these top four or five guys, I don't want anybody else. So, I mean, for me, I, I just want a, a good starting tight end. That's why I went for it. Um, that's where my, my my rankings are saying. So, I'm following suit. I'm I'm uh, I'm flying higher. I'm going down with the the fly, crashing plane. So, one way or the other. Hey, EY, a couple of times now you've talked about you, that you are sticking to your rankings, right? So, you know, we talk about sometimes you got to stick to them. Sometimes you got to let the draft come to you. How do you play that? Are you just straight looking at, like, wherever your rankings are and going with it? Or are you like, wait a second, there's, you know, not many people left in this tier. You're talking about your rankings. Are you like a quote-unquote rankings guy, EY? Uh, no, I'm not a rankings guy. Oh, okay. So I, I, I do my rankings just because it's for me, it's the easiest way to to – keep an order of like when we're talking on the show like sure. who i value more and, and and i also use uh the same thing for when i draft so i'll take my ipad and i can swipe players and add okay. in teams it's a really really cool app uh by rotorwire and that's what i use so i'll say like if I, i'm gonna pick six wide receivers in a row right. like that's you know zero running back i know you guys were just talking about it. it's foolish it was, it's never worked uh, running backs are a real thing. You got to have them on your team. But to me, I'm just trying to have the most top end guys in my starting lineup as possible. And then I'll fly, fly in at the end with some uh, high risk players to, on my bench. All right. Thanks for taking me into the mind of Eric Young. Frank, actually, you go ahead and make that pick, right? It turns out to be uh, someone everyone's a little bit high on. We will see what the San Francisco offense looks like. You guys decide to take Dante Pettis as your wide receiver, too. Talk about it, brother, man. Yeah, very excited about Dante Pettis. We saw what he did last year towards the end of the season, that final month, and he did so on not a lo- not a large target share and with, you know, Nick Mullins throwing him the ball. So now they get Gucci Garoppolo back in the mix for the San Francisco 49ers. And I do think that the target share will go up a little bit this year for Dante Pettis. Look, they trusted him, and he made the most of his opportunity. So I'm looking for him to build off of that this upcoming year. No, he's not going to be the top target in the offense because they have George Kittle. But look at the rest of the wide receivers on this team. They're talking about Marquise Goodwin potentially being on the roster bubble. Debo Samuel is a rookie as well. So I'm liking Dante Pettis where he's going in the sixth round range as a potential breakout wide receiver. Through six rounds, myself and Greg, we have DeAndre Hopkins, Travis Kelsey, Aaron Jones, Patrick Mahomes, James White, and Dante Pettis. If you told, if you told me beforehand this is what our team would look like through six rounds... I would assume that Greg Sussman made most of these picks, (laughs) if I'm being completely honest with you. But this is the BFS here on a Friday. This is the 2019 Fantasy Football Experts Draft. When we come back, we'll finish out the sixth round. We'll find out what's going on in the mind of Spittin' Speeds and the closer, Chris Ventura. Don't go anywhere. It's the BFS here on the Fantasy Sports Network.
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. So I hope you can stand the vibration, because we're about to rock the entire nation. Alright? Here we go. Hey-o. Is this a BFF song? Hey-o. Is this a BFF song? I believe it is. Oh. I gotta tell you something, Frankie the Yankee fan. Hey-o. Welcome back to the BFFs here on a Friday, August 9th. We're, ha- we're currently going through the 2019 Fantasy Football Experts Draft. And we are closing out the sixth round right now. I'll remind you guys what has happened so far in the sixth round. It started off with Davis Maddock at 6-1, Robbie Anderson, then Tevin Coleman, Royce Freeman, Hunter Henry, Tariq Cohen, Dante Pettis to your BFFs. Evan Engram, Allen Robinson, Deshaun Watson, Jared Cook, Christian Kirk, and Sammy Watkins. And I believe... That there is, this is the the final part yeah. of this right. trade yeah. that involved you two swapping exactly. picks one and three, but you also traded picks in rounds two and six, right. so that you had the earlier picks. Let us know what's going on with your team here, Dave Martinez. So I assume Jared Cook is on your team. Yes, Jared okay. Cook is on my team, and part of the reason I wanted to do this move in this round is I I thought this would be around when the tight end run right. was going, and in that time, every pick matters, as you can see. So many tight ends have gone, and quite honestly, I believe I got the last of what some people may consider the tier in Jared Cook, and I moved up, you know. And part of what I did with him was specifically targeting this. We were in the pit of misery yesterday being like we'll see if i hop you in the tight end run right. literally that's what i said right? right and i do get in my opinion yes there's your boy the stiff arm still available i like him too but i think this ends that tier and i was able to get him and i'm happy with it well so that's the end of his tier right and i wouldn't have said this to so what's thing, the but he's still out there um so where are the players move we're done and the being we're done no, no. So where are the two players basically? It's three. Being there were three rounds. The entire, I have Watkins. The now. entire we'll trade ends up being Saquon Barkley. This is my team. Yeah. Saquon Barkley. Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins. Adam Thielen. And, and Adam, Adam Thielen. Thielen. And on my side, it's Kamara, Fournette, and Cook. That is correct. Yep. That is what the final trade right. ends up looking like. They will. There will be no more swapping picks. Hopefully, you're on the clock for the rest of I'm this draft. Clock. My here. bad. All right. Spitting right, right, speeds is on the clock yep. with the. With the start of the seventh round here on the 2019 Fantasy Football Experts Draft, let me work. Uh, let me work Davis Maddock back into this as well. Davis, I'm sure you've done a lot of drafts so far already here during draft season. Have you seen George Kittle and Zach Ertz go that late in terms of being fifth round picks? I understand you only start one tight end in this league, and you know there's no tight end scoring premium, but. For those guys to last all the way until the fifth round, is that is that just everyone trying to be too cute and, and just load up on their, their running back and their wide receiver positions? Yeah, I mean, I, I probably have done, I don't know, 200 drafts or so. And they, I mean, maybe every once in a while they would slip into the fourth, but I really don't know if I would see them ever going into the fifth round. But like, it's pretty clear to see why. When you look at the draft board, why they slipped so back is people started to panic about running backs. So like David Montgomery goes really early. Uh, Philip Lindsay and Chris Carson go over their ADP. Uh, Devonta Freeman goes over his ADP. Derek Henry goes over his ADP. So when people just 
just start super focusing on that running back position because they see it drying up in front of them. Uh, that's just the sort of react. That's the sort of like reactive drafting that you will see. Like, and and it's not uncommon for a positional run to push one of the, you know whether it be quarterback or whether it be tight end way further back. I want to get your thoughts again here, Dane, because you end yeah. up taking Austin Eckler at seven one, and I know he's someone that you have been targeting so yes. far in drafts. The Melvin Gordon holdout situation is up in the air. Austin Eckler. Looked really good last year, and we saw the games that Melvin Gordon missed. He saw a bigger workload. Austin Eckler also looked pretty damn good last night. Tell us about the play. Yeah, I like Austin Eckler. I've seen him, and even in his role last year, he looked really good. And listen, Davis talked about it. Melvin Gordon, he thinks, is going to play 13 out of 16. But listen, at this time last year, you would have said the same thing about Le'Veon Bell, right? We just don't know. And what did James Conner wind up doing becoming an RB1? If that happens again, then, you know, I'm, I'm locked and loaded. And I think that at this part of the draft, when we have the other names that are out there, I think the ceiling is much higher for Eckler than any other running back on the board and because I have the rest of my starting lineup done and I feel good this is where I can take my first swing we also see Daryl Henderson go off the board at Cardano Jr. taking his first swing Mike Cardano Jr. EY I want to ask you about Daryl Henderson obviously (laughs) we've talked a ton about Todd Gurley already on the BFFs and you know how we feel about him everyone knows at this point we haven't really gotten into Daryl Henderson. They're talking about using him in that Chris Thompson role. Sean McVay, you know, did have some experience using Chris Thompson back when he was with Washington. So overall, how do you feel about Daryl Henderson going there at pick 7-2? In my opinion, that's way too early. Uh, Daryl Henderson is, is is unproven. Like, look, he, you know, he's got draft commodity. We know that they, they went out and got him. They, they, they wanted him on the team. But, I mean, Malcolm Brown is still there. He signed a deal. And, I, and I've said this before, Todd Gurley's a starting running back there, and until he's hurting out, I mean, I'm taking him in, in, in at least the second round, sometimes the first round. So a little bit too early there, says EY, when it comes to Daryl Henderson. It's going to be interesting because we know if anything happens to Todd Gurley, whether it's going to be Daryl Henderson or uh, whether it's going to be Malcolm Brown stepping in, we saw what that backup running back can do last year down the stretch. You know, C.J. Anderson looked awesome last year running behind that Rams offensive line. A little bit of a different offensive line this year overall. I want to get Alex back involved here as well, sitting over there at the perch. Alex, you ended up taking Zach Ertz in that fifth round. We were just talking about that with Davis, how those tight ends lasted so long. Were you surprised to see Zach Ertz last that long? Was that part of your plan coming in? And then you come around and you take Tariq Cohen as your RB3 in round six. Tell us about both of those picks. Well, Zach Ertz, uh, one of the main reasons I want to get Zach Ertz was because I named my team after him. Uh, so you can't I wanted to change the name of your team. Well, I wanted to stick with the original name because right. I love it so much, right. you know. Uh, so we're going to take Zach Ertz. And again, you guys have been saying it the whole time. Uh, he's still a top three tight end. Uh, I have Kittle as a keeper in round 15 in one of my other leagues. So I'm very excited to have Kittle. Sure. So I have a share of Kittle on another team. So I wanted to take another tight end, like a top tight end, to see how I'm going to fare here. And uh, Ertz was available, and you guys have been saying it's so late for him to drop there, so I had to grab him uh, when I could. And in terms of Tariq Cohen, I mean, the guy's a beast. I picked him up off the waiver wires last year. And thank you, Ventra. Uh, Over 1,100 total yards last year. Um, He did have a little fumble trouble. I think he got like seven fumbles last year. Man, I drafted David Montgomery. Uh, yeah, but I, he, they're not gonna. T- he's not gonna take from him. They're both gonna do. That. Oh no, he's gonna take everything from him. No, I don't no. know. I think he might even take his car. He's, <laughs> he's very bullish on David Montgomery. What do you completely have to say different to that, back, Alex? When it comes to look, David Montgomery, they're probably gonna use him in that Jordan Howard role. Mm-hmm. I assume that your thinking is 
Tariq Cohen is probably going to have a similar role to last year. Exactly. I expect him to be the third down screen back. You know, whenever they need a big play, it's a third and long. Um, and Tariq has proven himself. The Chicago Bears rallied behind him. The city rallied behind him. I think he is obviously one of your top ten flex plays uh, in this case. Wow. I agree. Oh, rain, you guys just saw that pick. I just got oh, a pick rain, live from, from Joe Ranieri taking You don't Kareem? get to keep him. You don't what? get to, yeah. You don't get to back up that Nick That's Chubb a, anymore. Wow. I, didn't, I didn't have Nick That's Chubb to start. Whatever it was, there, I'll tell you right EY now. Ey doesn't get EY to is one EY. of my EY. best friends forever, and I'll tell you right now, there's no way in hell he was drafting Kareem Hunt, especially not oh, in the seventh. Not round. at this level. EY, it's very early. What the hell is going on right now? I'm. I just got sick. I puked in the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> This is supposed to be an expert's draft. I don't know what the guy's doing. Uh, Kareem Hunt in the seventh round is stupid. Oh. It's stupid. And <laughs> I, I just don't understand why anyone would do that. He's not going to play until the 11th week of the season. By then, there might not even be an NFL. Poor Joe Ranieri. <laughs> Poor Joe Ranieri can't even defend himself. Maybe we can get Joe I have faith they'll still to be call in yeah. and uh, let us know his well, thoughts on Kareem I, Hunt. I'll get his thoughts for sure. I'm being told that uh, we, we have Fantasy Taz now on the phone. <laughs> oh, boy. And I'll tell nice. you this. More trash talk. Anyway, since Jim has left, it's been way too nice around here. There's been way too many compliments being thrown around. Jim, I need you to rip somebody. Can you please rip that Kareem Hunt pick? <laughs> Oh, that's easy. Are you kidding me? In the seventh round? I mean, I wouldn't take him in the 17th freaking round. In the seventh round, that's just stupid. I'm with EY here just because I don't want him to kick my ass. But I'm with EY here because there's no way you'd take Kareem Hunt that early in this draft. Still many more viable running backs I'd much rather have than Kareem Hunt at this point. Poor Ranieri can't even defend himself. Honestly, he doesn't get an opportunity to defend himself. (laughs) If you draft Kareem Hunt in the seventh round, this is not a keeper league. This is not a dynasty league. This is a redraft fantasy football league for the the 2019 season. Kareem Hunt should not, he should be drafted, let alone being going in the seventh round. Joe Ranieri, you don't get the opportunity to defend yourself (laughs) here on the BFFs. But I'm Frank Stamp. When we come back, we'll get more from Dave Martinez, the closer Chris Venture, and myself. Mike and myself are actually on the clock right now. We'll make that pick going to break. It's the BFFs here on the Fantasy Sports Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. NFL preseason is here, and season-long fantasy football drafts are in full swing. Head over to rotoexperts.com and check out the NFL 365 fantasy football package, including the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts have you covered with dynasty season-long and best ball formats, giving you an edge regardless of what type of season-long fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with promo code FNTSY. The NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at rotoexperts.com. And it's with that that I will throw it over to the aforementioned Davis Maddock. First of all, Davis, 
Is it weird to hear a read with you on the show, hearing that being done live in person? And second of all, you have questions to answer when it comes to Greg Sussman because the player he wanted me to select was Marquez Valdez-Scantling, ah. and I took Latavius Murray instead. So uh, you got some explaining to do. Oh, we know the teammate then. Well, Latavius Murray was going to be who I was going to take uh, because the running back board right now, he was the only guy that, uh, that I have rated as a value. Darius Geis, knee injury, splitting time with Adrian Peterson. Jordan Howard, you know, very unlikely to be a usable PPR running back. Probably a little bit early for Ronald Jones. LaShawn McCoy, you know, undraftable. Damian Harris, too early for him. So uh, it was going to be Latavius Murray and uh, Curtis Samuel. Instead, I got to just take another good wide receiver. So now I, I'm really good at wide receiver for the rest of the draft. You and I think? can just load up on... <laughs> yeah, I can just... <laughs> You can, can start up, up on to, all my... you can start up to four wide receivers in this format. We're playing with two wide receivers and two flexes. Uh, you have Odell Beckham, Juju, Stefan Diggs, Robbie Anderson, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and Curtis Samuel. So uh, you are cornering the wide receiver market here. You know, someone that I would have been targeting here in the eighth round as well uh, was Curtis Samuel. Talk a little bit about Curtis Samuel. He's a very, very popular breakout wide receiver uh, this season across the fantasy football industry. So I like DJ Moore uh, a, a good bit better. However, uh, I'm just really high on the Carolina Panthers offense. If you just look at historically, North Turner offensive efficiency and then Cam Newton offensive efficiency for the Panthers when they when he's been healthy, they've been really good. This is probably the best set of weapons that Cam Newton has ever had. You know, looking at DJ Moore, healthy Greg Olson, healthy Christian McCaffrey, Curtis Samuel, uh, who actually has had some injury issues in his career. But Samuel seems like uh, he's pretty well going to fit into like an 85 to 110 target per year role a little bit of gadget stuff with the carries I mean it, he just in terms of like wide receiver twos and efficient offenses he's just going like probably like two rounds too late so let's catch people up on what happened here in the seventh round it started with spit and speeds taking Austin Eckler then Daryl Henderson Lamar Miller Rashad Penny Sterling Shepard, Kareem Hunt, we ripped that pick already, sorry Joe Ranieri, Latavius Murray goes to the BFFs, Will Fuller, Miles Sanders, Corey Davis, Larry Fitzgerald, and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. So far in the eighth round, Curtis Samuel, Geronimo Allison, Ronald Jones II, and Aaron Rodgers, as I see Alex Fasano in the corner, buries his head in his hands as EY makes the pick of Aaron Rodgers. EY, tell us about your last two picks. You took Miles Sanders in the seventh round. You take Aaron Rodgers here in the eighth round. I mean, that's just a tremendous value. Specifically, when pick. it comes to Miles Sanders, I wanted to uh, I wanted to ask you. You're saying EY is not no, not here right now? I'm here. Oh, EY is here. Uh, when it comes to Miles Sanders, did I talk you into the Miles Sanders pick? Is that, is that what it was? Because I was talking him up quite a bit yesterday. Yeah, I definitely moved him up, and after <laughs> talking on the podcast yesterday, I read a bunch of stuff, uh, went on The Athletic, went on uh, Pro Football Focus, and found out a bunch of stuff and read read uh, some training camp reports, and uh, I don't think he's going to be great right out of the, the, the hop, but I think by game four or five, he'll kind of take over and going to be the, the dominant lead back in that system, and they're going to score a pile of points, so I like that pick. And Aaron Rodgers in the eighth round is like stealing. Stealing candy from that is legitimately stealing money. We only start one quarterback <laughs> in this league, but you know I've talked about comes Aaron Rodgers a lot, obviously on the BFFs, on the whiteboard series as well. I think Aaron Rodgers is a really, really good value this year. I understand new offensive system coming in with Matt LaFleur, but this guy was playing on one leg last year. If you would have given him his career average touchdown rate, his touchdowns would have gone from 25 
to 37 last year. And right after Aaron Rodgers goes off the board, we see Baker Mayfield go off the board as the fourth run, quarterback Frank. to Alex Fasano here. So I'm going to throw it over to you, Alex. You take Baker Mayfield. Uh, you are the resident Pittsburgh Steelers fan around here. And you end up uh, with Baker Mayfield, who's going to play the Steelers twice this year. You take him over Andrew Luck. Are you scared of that calf injury? I'm not too scared. I mean, Eli just stole Aaron Rodgers from me. I was, like you said, very high on Aaron Rodgers, uh, especially because I have Devonta Adams, and I was hoping to try and get a Rodgers. You guys have been stealing from each other. Me and Eli have been going back and forth between Chubb and Derrick Henry and now uh, Aaron Rodgers. So it's going to be uh, – I'm okay with Baker. I would have preferred Aaron Rodgers, but Baker's fine. I mean, you've, we've seen it all offseason, the amount of weapons he has and how excited and how, how powerful this offense is. I mean, they just demolished the Redskins yesterday in preseason. Um, but I just received uh, a word from, uh, or I saw on the Twitter timeline on Pardon My Take. Uh, Baker has said, quote, we are going to full send this season. Full send. For uh, those non-millennials, he is going to give it all he's got. Oh, is that what that means? Leave it all on the field. Who said this? Baker Mayfield, my, right. my, my QB1. I would hope be, so. Be, before saying that, yeah, really. were we assuming he was going to go back? He's only 23 years old. <laughs> was he going to go 50%? Full send. Yeah. Full send. Yeah, you got to love these reports. I'm glad that he's going to try this year. <laughs> <laughs> right. you got to love these reports. Uh, Jim, that's something that we were talking about a little bit earlier. The Roto World updates that we're getting uh, this time of year. Antonio Brown has gone radio silent. Now we're hearing millennial terms from, uh, from Baker Mayfield. What do you make of all this, Jim? Football players want to win. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that he's going to go all out. You know, I, I definitely didn't expect that from him. Um, I definitely thought he would take a few plays off here and there. So it's good that he's going to do that. Good for him. Tim, I want to ask you about your picks as well. You double down on the wide receiver position here with Larry Fitzgerald and Geronimo Allison. Larry Fitzgerald going off the board at 7-11. Geronimo Allison at 8-2. And we see this a lot of the times. As soon as Marquez Valdez-Scanlon goes off the board, it's very soon after that Geronimo Allison goes off Every the board. Every time. So first, tell me about Larry Fitzgerald. What do you think about him this year with Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury? And then let us know, uh, who do you have ranked higher between Geronimo Allison and Marquez Valdez-Scanlon? Well, I'm definitely all in on, on Fitzgerald. And, you know, last year was definitely a down year. But, I, look, if this offense is going to be half as good as everybody thinks it's going to be, if they're going to run as many plays as they want to try to run, then Larry Fitzgerald is going to be a huge part of that. Um, I know Christian Kirk is still there, and he's going to be uh, involved too, but don't take anything away from Larry Fitzgerald. He's still in top shape. He can still play the position in an elite level, and to get him in that round um, is no problem for me, especially when he's my wide receiver four. So I don't mind that at all. I'll take that every day. And then with Geronimo Allison, I I do have him over Valdez-Scantling. He was doing great last year before the injury. I think that trend continues in the slot. I think he'll be a lot more, um, you know, every week type of play as opposed to Scantling, who will have some big weeks and then some bad weeks. I think Geronimo Allison will be much more consistent on a week-to-week basis. Davis, I heard you uh, speak up a little bit when I mentioned, you know, as soon as we see Marquez Valdez-Scantling go off the board or Geronimo Allison, it's very soon after that the other Packers wide receiver goes off the board. How do you break out, break down this wide receiver two and three situation when it comes to the Green Bay Packers? Obviously, you like MVS more because you took him over Geronimo Allison, but how do you see it breaking down ultimately? 
I, I have them projected for literally uh, exactly the same amount of percentage of targets of the Green Bay offense, but we just have Marquez Valdez-Scantling a little bit better in the touchdown department and a little bit better in the yards per target department. But I think the, the fact that they go so close to one another in drafts, I mean, it seriously happens every draft. When MVS goes, Allison goes in the next three picks. When Allison goes, MVS goes in the next three picks. Like Because people think that the number two wide receiver job in Green Bay is valuable, but I don't think that... I don't really think that anyone has a great idea as to who is going to see more targets over the long run. I would say Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers does have a pretty good history. They've had eight seasons where two wide receivers have had more than 100 targets. So that, you know, that stretches all the way back to when Donald Driver was there. Uh, James Jones is in there. Randall Cobb is in there. So this is like a, a long running thing where there's enough room for two really good fantasy wide receivers in that offense. Yeah, it's one of the most interesting things to break down this year are the Packers wide receivers after Devontae Adams. I also lean slightly with Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I, I hear what Jim's saying about Geronimo Allison. The first four weeks of the season last year, he was a top 24 wide receiver. There was also a four-game stretch last year where MVS started to play more and started to see more of the snaps and the targets. And he himself was also a top 24 wide receiver during that four-game stretch. For me personally, I just think that MVS offers more upside because of his physical ability. He's like six foot four. He runs like a four three seven forty. I think that there's legitimate upside there with Marquez Valdez Scantling. Steve, I want to work you back in here as well. So far through eight rounds, you have Michael Thomas, Dalvin Cook, Brandon Cooks, David Montgomery, Alshon Jeffrey, Royce Freeman, Corey Davis, and Ronald Jones. Did you take Ronald Jones just so that your counterpart, Chris Venture over there, cannot have He takes all my players. Partially. Basically. Partially. I knew he wanted him, so I had to... Well, no, actually, I think it's Bruce Arians. Uh, it's, uh, we've seen Peyton Barber... Uh, I'm sorry. We saw Peyton Barber last year have an opportunity and not do anything with it. I think Rojo is going to step it up and actually yeah, they, be- become a useful... Finally, a useful running back that we thought he would be. So far, I'm just taking best guys on the board, man. Uh, and you have no quarterback and no tight end so far. It's been all running backs and wide receivers. Oh, it's way too early for running for There's still a ton of quarterbacks. Y- you probably oh, should yeah. have told myself and Greg Sussman that before the draft. You probably should have asked. <laughs> <laughs> We're uh, supposed to be the experts on this show, right? Dana, I hear you chiming in over yeah. there. What do you got? So I'm on the turn, right? And you guys have just been talking about MVS and Geronimo Allison and how quickly they are going. And I've been saying it on my shows as well. If you get the number two Green Bay wide receiver, you have a viable fantasy asset, right? So I'm going to pick up that entire conversation conversation i want to move it over to a different place and i'm going back to back dante moncrief and james washington yeah. you're gonna take both of them right dang you're taking my boy i'm gonna take right. them both so if one of them breaks out if we get a potential <laughs> oh. you know top 30 wide receiver out it. of that i'm gonna take them both two love it i'm gonna take both i love that pick uh either way whoever it's gonna be if it's gonna be james washington or dante moncrief one of them speeds be a viable fantasy he's going to have both of them on his fantasy football that's four and five as of now, everything we're hearing says that Dante Moncrief is the favorite for that number two wide receiver job. When we come back, we'll let you know the rest of the picks that go at the end of the eighth round. We're starting the ninth round as well here. It's the 2019 Fantasy Football Experts Draft on the BFS of Fantasy Sports Network. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. 
get started jumping on tight ends. Welcome back to the BFFs Fantasy Sports Network. The 2019 Fantasy Football Experts Draft is in full swing right before the break. We heard Dane Martinez, the speeds, the spitting statistician, take both Pittsburgh Steelers wide receivers with Dante Moncrief and James Washington. He's doubling down there, hoping that one, maybe both of those Steelers wide receivers break out. And then we see Vance McDonald go two picks later. So let's get the closer in here. As of now, it says that Jared Cook is on your team, but he is not. That is part of the trade that you made with Dane <laughs> yeah. earlier in the show. Uh, but ultimately, you get Vance McDonald here in the ninth round. What do you like about Vance will make him dance? So, honestly, I want, I'm usually gunning for that second tier of tight end with the Ingrams, the Hunter Henry, uh, and O.J. Howard. But he traded away that pick to me to get Saquon. Well, I, I, wouldn't have, <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to get him anyway. Saquon, I, know, baby. I wouldn't have been able to get him anyway. Um, but you got Cook, which was a good pick. But like, I, I figured I could wait three, four rounds later and get Vance, who could be in that second tier of tight ends, You know, depending on how he plays this year. Now you have no Antonio Brown. The second wide receivers are up in the air a little bit. Vance could have a big year. He played well last year for the most part. I had him. Uh, I think he's the end of that tier kind of uh, where it starts kind of dropping off a little bit. There is a, one other guy. I don't want to mention names, though. Yang just took your boy, though. Uh, yeah, so now you took the backup. I also took Geis. I was between uh, Adrian Peterson yep. to back up Geis and lock up yeah, Redskins. You could have locked up the Washington backfield. But he, but Geis is my fourth running back already. Okay. I already got four. I don't need another one. I wanted the tight end. I know it's going to fall off soon, and I wouldn't have been able to get him back on the, on the wraparound. I'm too far away in the 10th round to get Vance McDonald, and that's who I wanted. As we continue to talk about here, I want to work in at EY again. EY, I want to ask you about the strategy that Dane has used here ah. with taking Moncrief and James Washington Look, we are expecting one of these wide receivers to break out here. Uh, Is that something that you would actually do yourself, taking both of these Steelers wide receivers and just hoping that one of them breaks out or potentially both of them? What do you think about that, EY? I'm higher on Moncrief than I am Washington, but if you believe it's going to be one or the other, I think that's, I mean, at this point in the draft, that's a pretty good strategy. Look, at I mean, at at this point, I mean, nobody knows. I mean, nobody knows who's going to be good and who's not going to be good. Right. Uh, And and so, I mean, come week one, maybe Moncrief goes out, has 85 yards, scores a touchdown, and and Washington has two catches for 14 yards. So you know who it is. You get rid of him and you pick up a guy that, performed on the waiver wire so yep. it's a pretty good strategy and i'm, I'm probably gonna i'm probably gonna copy that thanks ey <laughs> thanks ey yeah. check it out because here's the thing also ey these are my wide receivers four and five okay let me talk yeah. through this a little bit all right i already had ty chris godwin mike williams right mm-hmm. so now these are my wide receivers four and five i truly believe ey and everybody else that the number two wide receiver on the pittsburgh steelers is a wide receiver, two or three in fantasy. Yes. And so I'm getting, yeah, I'm spending like the these two picks. Like the yes, Packers. that's exactly what I said. Remember when I was going to make the pick? Right. Take that whole narrative and dump it to Pittsburgh. So I am, you know, comfortable, you and everybody else, taking that shot because what I think is I'm getting another wide receiver, two, three out of the deal. I want more criticism here on the BFF, so I got to get the Fantasy Taz Jim Day back in here. Nail me, Jim. Jim, <laughs> uh, let me know what you think about that Steelers wide receiver strategy taking both of those players. Who do you prefer? And... Tell me about the closer Chris Ventura's picks here. Your co-host on the Fantasy Football Frenzy, Darius Geis and Vance McDonald. What do you think of those picks going there at the end of the eighth round, early ninth round? Well, starting with speeds, I'd love to criticize it, but I can. It's a great great strategy at this point in the draft. There's nothing wrong with it. Thanks, brother. Man. I believe Dante Moncrief is going to steal that, that number two role, but heck, I've been wrong before, once. 
Um, so it might happen again. I'm not sure. See, and I'm covering bases, Jim. Like if you're wrong again, because, if you're wrong a second yeah. time, I've got that base covered too, brother. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. It, it's a great move that way because one of these two guys is going to end up as a wide receiver two or very low-end wide receiver three. I think wide receiver two. And if it's not Moncrief, it would probably be Washington. So I like the strategy there. No problem with that. Um, Vance McDonald, I, you know, everybody's buying into the Vance McDonald's going to do such great things with James Gunn. And I, I'm not sure I believe that. We've heard this way too many times with Vance McDonald that this is the year he breaks out. This is the year he's going to get it done. And I'm just not sure I truly buy into that. I think there's a very good chance that we see a, a lot of this kid, Xavier Grimble, on the field as well, taking that Jesse James role. And I think he's going to be involved more than people expect. Xavier Grimble potentially getting involved here with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, you took Darius Geis in the eighth round. You could have taken Adrian Peterson as well, Venture. We were just right. talking about breaking down this Washington backfield. Uh, Davis Maddock, when it comes to Roto Experts, you have the projections over there at the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package. How are you handling the Washington backfield right now when it comes to Darius Geis and Adrian Peterson? Um, I probably have them a lot closer than the market indicates because I don't know if Darius Geis is going to be ready for like a, a full workload in week one. And also, I mean, the, the big thing about those two guys is they don't project to be used a ton in the passing game. They still have Chris Thompson there, have him projected for about 15% of Washington's targets. And I mean, the biggest thing for Darius Geis or Adrian Peterson, even if the other one gets hurt and the other running back gets the full starting job is... Washington's going to be a horrible football team. They're, they are going to be so bad. They they have uh, $28 million of their cap tied up in a quarterback who can't play, and the roster looks like it. Yeah, it's an interesting situation with Washington right now. We heard a little oohs and ahs coming yeah. out of the studio here when Kiki QT went off the board at pick 9-9. And, Dane, you mentioned, uh, did, did EY see what happened to Kiki QT? Yeah. Uh, why don't you fill everybody in on what happened with Kiki QT last night? He got banged up. Him and uh, Jermaine Curse, I think, was the other big injury. Nobody's drifting him anyway. Uh, that happened. You're right. You're right. But, yeah, <laughs> look, was he carted off? It was carted off, broken. Yeah. Was it leg? Ankle? Leg. It was yeah, bad. Kiki QT was, uh, he suffered a severe I don't get ankle it switched. injury last night. Oh, because Curse was the broken and, leg. Curse was the okay. broken leg. Yep. But, yeah, EY, uh, Kiki went down uh, last night, brother. But they didn't say yeah. it was that bad, though. I yeah, think. it was very minor, yeah. they said. Yeah. From what I saw this morning, is okay. everyone's like, oh, he was carted off, he's carted off. He, he walked off, and okay. then he took a cart because they don't want him on his foot. Cool. He, he's a billion-dollar football player. So Fair if enough. he doesn't have to walk, then he's not going to walk. He'll be fine. All right. <laughs> so you know what? That actually makes me feel worse about our pick because Team BFF, we take Peyton Barber. And true story, I was G-chatting Greg downstairs, and I said, uh, Kiki QT still available. He probably shouldn't be available, and he fills me in. He's like, dude, he got carted off last night. I mean, he's got a severe ankle injury. Now hearing EY talk about him, we should have took PPQT. This is what happens when you have to share a team with Greg Sussman and ultimately you end up listening to him instead of going with your gut. Oh, You don't end up with Kiki QT. But someone You know right here. Yeah, Greg, get Speak your piece, Greg. There he is. Uh... He has a severe ankle injury. They can call it minor, but this is like the third injury to his leg. Two hamstring injuries last year. He has been injury injured last night. They acquired Duke Johnson. Like, there's a lot of negatives surrounding QT. Another injury here. That is a reason to avoid. We went with a starting running back in the ninth round. I don't see a problem. Potentially a starting running yeah. back. We'll see what happens with the seven <laughs> bucks. He's sort of just the guy, but he probably, he probably, he probably is the starting running back. He's probably just the guy. 
Peyton Barber, I mean, how excited can you get about him? Someone who is not a starting running back is Jalen Samuels. And he goes to Homer, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers fan <laughs> in the room. That is Alex Fasano. Does he have Connor also? Oh, he does not. Uh, Alex, not tell also. us about Jalen no, Samuels and, and why you selected him here in the ninth round. Well, I wanted to build a little bit of running back depth. He is now my fourth, so I'm probably going to lay off running backs uh, for a little bit. Um, and all the reports out of the Steelers camp are saying how they're going to try this new running back committee approach. But it's not a real committee. They still have James Conner as their guy. Uh, and mm. reports are saying he's not going to lose any targets. He's not going to lose any shares. He's I like where Davis Maddock is going here. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no worries, Dane. He's essentially staying where he is. So Jalen, uh, uh, and let me just ask, we don't have the tight end capabilities here, do we, with him? Because uh, I remember last year we no, with Yahoo. Not- He's, he's not listed he as both. I don't think he has the multiple. Yeah, so he's only running right. back. Uh, so I unfortunately lose that uh, capability, but I still like um, what he showed us last year. He's got solid hands, uh, and he's a very good backup to Connor. So, and I don't. I'm obviously never gonna say anything terrible, but Connor is a little injury prone, and God forbid something happens, Samuels is going to be right there to back him up. He's a tight end too, Jalen Samuels. Not in not, not this year. Not, yeah, not in the league. What I'm saying is he played that position, so he, yeah. he has good hands. He can catch exactly. And he, so. and he has versatility on the football field. We've seen that. We've heard the Steelers talk about that, where they could basically line him up anywhere. They can line him up in the backfield, line him up as a slot receiver, tight end, whatever it might be. So they're trying uh, to find ways to use. Just- Jalen Samuels Just this season. Quick uh, this question. Is, this uh, is not a classroom. You don't have to raise your hand. Quick question. Uh, but Steve, <laughs> have you guys like ever seen Mike Tomlin run any different kind of offense ever? Besides what? A lead back? No, he's a lead Besides back. a lead back with the same exact passing structure. Yeah. It's so, a bit A, D'Angelo Williams. Anything yes. we've ever heard about anything being different there has never come to fruition. Wasn't there a Rashad Mendenhall, Willie Parker year? Nope. Yes. No, they were both there. Yes. Only one there ran was. the ball. It was a Rashad Mendenhall, Willie Parker year that both uh, ran the ball. It was a committee. The bus was the last time they had no, this. No, yes. the bus. Yes. And that's not Mike Tomlin anyway. The bus. Willie Parker oh, was, and Moeldy Moore as well. Moeldy Moore, What, what right. did Maddox say? I'm sorry. Moeldy Moore. What, what do you got over there, Davis, regarding the Steelers' backfield? Uh, so they've done it before, but I mean, this is at this point, this is like 11 years old. But Willie Parker and Moeldy Moore did <laughs> split carries there, like literally like a decade ago. Super Bowl year. We just wrapped up the ninth round here on the 2019 Fantasy Football Experts Draft, and it is as follows. It was James Washington, mm. Nikhil Harry, Vance McDonald, Adrian Peterson, Deshaun Jackson, Jamison Crowder, Peyton Barber, Jalen Samuels, Kiki QT, David Njoku, Jordan Howard, and then Kalen Balaj rounds out round number nine, and... James Maddock goes with Kalen Balaj and Justice Hill, and I know you have a very extensive sleeper article about yeah. <laughs> Justice Hill in the Roto Experts over on RotoExperts.com. So, uh, Davis, tell us a little bit about those two picks with Kalen Balaj and Justice Hill. They could potentially be your two starting running backs if Melvin Gordon holds out. So if you're if you're gonna commit to the zero RB strategy, you gotta you gotta target guys who have the ability to earn a starting job. You know, taking Giovanni Bernard, taking Chris Thompson, Theo Riddick, guys like that. That's not really gonna get you across the finish line and help you win a league if you don't have guys who are actual starting running backs. You know, just starting guys who are flex starters. You know, eight points. That's not gonna win it for you. Kalen Balaj has a route to being a starting running back for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, if anything happens to Kenyon Drake, he will automatically get you know sixty to seventy percent of the back field touches there and he's probably going to be like the goal line back right away anyways same thing for justice hill mark ingram 30 years old transferring teams coming off of a ped suspension plays for a team that's going to run the ball the most times of any team in the nfl uh couldn't love justice hill anymore I, I, getting him and getting him really in any draft makes it a successful draft for me he's probably my favorite player in redraft leagues this year 
What did I do? Oh, Frankie, Frankie. Dane, I just heard you uh, yelling at me across the room. What, what, what did I do? Did I do something wrong? No, you, you know, you Carlos Hyde, bro. Carlos Hyde. I ain't mad at you. Wait, I, there's, there's a committee there now. There's a committee there. You know what? We've already got Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, so we're just trying to get the as many Baba. Kansas City Chiefs on the <laughs> team Baba. as we possibly and can. Hey, that's a good offense to invest in. I it, cannot be mad. I'm doing the same thing. Listen, pretty good. Amara and Jared Cook, I have Mike Williams and Austin Eckler, I have. Only we're investing in good offenses. There you go. go. You have the Chargers and, and you the have Saints. some Steelers as well. And, and you Saints. have some Saints. Yeah. And uh, we have some we have some Kansas City Chiefs, myself and Greg Sussman. We saw Fantasy Can Taz. Can I jump in here real quick? Yes, yes, sir. Jump in. What do you got, Taz? I, I just got to say, I, I might be the only one feeling this here, and I really hate to say it on the BFF show, but <laughs> as I look at the BFF's roster, I think they're like the weakest team in the wow. freaking league. Wow. On the show. I'm out. I'm out. On the show. All right, well, you know what, Jim? Next time we're going to have you host the show for the entire three hours. <laughs> Jim Bay coming in. And team turns out. How do you like that? Taking a dump that's on fine. the BFF I gotta set. I got to do six straight hours tomorrow, so that's no problem. <laughs> three hours is easy. <laughs> Tell them, Jim. All right, well, uh, I don't really have much of a defense here because, <laughs> this, yeah. again, uh, this isn't a team that we would normally draft, but we oh. end up uh, – Doing something a little bit different. We'll see how it works out ultimately here in the 2019 Fantasy Football Experts Draft. <laughs> so far, uh, the 10th round has been Justice Hill, Devin Singletary, Devin Funches, Anthony Miller, Tyrell Williams, Carlos Hyde, Matt Breida, and Duke Johnson, now of the Houston Texans. When we come back, we'll find out who the closer and Dane Martinez end up selecting. This is the 2019 Fantasy Football Expert Draft on the BFFs here on the Fantasy Sports Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back to the BFFs here on the Fantasy Sports Network as we continue to round out the 2019 Fantasy Football Experts Draft. We are currently in the 10th round. Admittedly, this draft is taking a lot longer than we expected it to. (laughs) But you hear the closer, Chris Ventura, laughing in the background. I mentioned before the break that we're going to work in the closer and spit and speeds here and find out what they're doing in the 10th round. Ultimately, Chris, you end up taking Justin Jackson here at pick 10-10. Tell us about it. So, right now, obviously, the talent on the board in terms of running backs and wide receivers especially is dwindling. Um, I'm not sure what Yang was doing in the pick before me taking Jared Goff after he already has Deshaun Watson. We'll talk to him about it. (laughs) This is a one-quarterback league, It's a one-quarterback league. Uh, Doubling down. He takes Goff. I take Jackson because, listen, there's still a lot of quarterbacks, good quarterbacks on the board. I don't have a quarterback yet. I have a tight end in Vance McDonald. I don't need my backup yet. Uh, You can never go wrong with running back depth. I have four wide receivers. I figured I'd take Justin Jackson. If Melvin Gordon holds out for the whole season, Justin Jackson is the true handcuff to Melvin Gordon. He's the one that's going to get the early down work. He's the one that's going to get the carries. Eckler is the passing down back. So I think this is a very low-risk, high-reward move right here uh, in the 10th Yang has chimed in saying, what the F are you doing, Ventura? I got two quarterbacks, but you got two wide receivers on your whole team. 
No, I have four wide receivers on my team. <laughs> he's confused. Trade. He's confused. He's it's, it's hard to know what who he actually has on yeah. his team because uh, ultimately he ended up trading with Dane Martinez, so they swapped a few picks right. here and there. Uh, Dane, you have Austin Eckler on your team. Is Justin Jackson a player that you were looking at? You know, I had a lot of these guys written down who just went, Carlos Hyde, Matt Breida, Justin Jackson uh, among them. So I just got Ito Smith, and in the turn, I'm about to do another one. I'm going between Edo two Smith. rookies. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm deciding between out two there. rookies. Two rookies? Yeah. Deciding between two rookies, that is spitting speeds. Dane Martinez, he takes Ito Smith. So that rounds out round 10 overall. So far, it's been uh, Justice Hill, Devin Singletary, Devin Funches, Anthony Miller, Tyrell Williams, Carlos Hyde, Matt Breida, Duke Johnson, Jared Goff. That's two quarterbacks now for Yang in a one-quarterback league. Justin Jackson, <laughs> LaShawn McCoy, and Ido Smith that rounds out the 10th round. When we come back, we'll kick off the 11th round, and hopefully we can finish this over the course of the next hour here. It's the BFS on the Fantasy Sports Network. <laughs> 